Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Well, this is it. This is the three the, the anniversary show, the 365th old Radio Grognard. <laughs> I've done this for a year now. Wow. To tell you the truth, I thought I'd run out of stuff to say after six months. I was hoping to go at least six months, but I'm still here. You know, every day... I think about the next day's episode and what am I going to talk about? Well, you know what? I'm going to make this what you might call a tentpole episode. In other words, I'm going to say a lot of stuff that I've said before, but the difference is you guys got any newbies who want to go into old school role playing, send them to this episode. And they want you want them to listen to my podcast, of course. Send them to this episode first. Because I'm just going to try and lay it down about what it's all about. For me, anyway. The bottom line is old school role playing for me is fulfilling. Now, I didn't, this is not an original idea by me, as usual. I watched the uh, Tabletops and Taverns series by RPG Crawler on YouTube, and he did an episode about the old school. And he pretty much covered pretty much the bases on what makes old school role playing games so so old school and so good. Just like Matt Fitch, Finch, I'm sorry, Matt Matt Finch did the primer of for old school role playing, which you can pick up at the Frog Guy Games website for free, and it tells people about uh, who play later editions how to play old school. For me, I always say it's simplicity. It's simplicity and, I don't know, like I said, it's fulfilling that way. It really is. I see better in my mind the picture with a old school game. With something like basic D&D or first edition or something like that. And... Because I like simplicity. You guys know this. You've you've heard this before. But the older school games, you know, there are things I don't like about it. You know, like rolling your stats 3D6 straight down the line and things like that. But I sort of rolled with it for a while until I decided how I wanted to house rule my game. And believe me, that's what the OSR half of it is about is house rules. And how you play a game. Now, I was pl- I'm was i playing over at Matt Evans' house. And we've been doing what he calls by the book rules cyclopedia D&D. Which, yeah. But he keeps telling me, we're playing out of this book, not rules cyclopedia. And this book is the rule book from the black box, if you remember that, of Easy to Play D&D. It came out after the rules cyclopedia and kind of a companion to this. And it's the cut down rules that only goes to fifth level. But I didn't realize how cut down it was until I played it. And because I immediately brought 
my rule cyclopedia with me and said, okay, I'll just use this. No, I want you to use that. And he made copies of that rule book from the black box. And I looked at it and it's like, oh, okay. We only have three or four types of armor and it only goes up to fit. Well, I knew it went up. I assumed it was just the rule cyclopedia rules just cut down to fifth level. No, they, they took out a few other things. And also he's enforcing encumbrance which I'm not too happy about because I don't want to sit there and figure out how, how much everything weighs. But he made it contingent on our movement, so I sort of kind of give it a ballpark guess and go. But I, you know, those are the kind of things I house rule out. I don't care about encumbrance. Okay, use these rules. I don't want to use those rules. That's what OSR is all about, is taking that game and making it your own. Me, I like the simpler stuff. This is why I'm not too crazy about third, fourth, and fourth and fifth. Even though I do play occasionally in a fifth edition game, I I ignore all the extra stuff they put in there. And he was right. Uh, RPG Crawler was right about it being more codified in the later editions, which is something that will be done anyway. I, I figured that was the natural evolution of the game anyway, because people wanted more situations to be defined. And to me, once you define them, it sort of takes some of the it takes some of the the, the fun away to me. It takes some of the fun away, and it just. It's hard to say. He's right. Because I'm all about rulings, not rules. I want a basic system that'll deal with everything you have to do with the game. Anything outside of that, adventuring, role-playing, things like that, I, that's what the GM's for. I don't like to see the GM's role diminished in these games. Because I enjoy, probably, first of all, it's selfish, because I enjoy GMing. And number two, I think it takes away from it takes away from the game because you've got, I know the ideal thing would be, there, there are a lot of people out there, the ideal thing would be, it would be a board game where everybody just plays and there's no game master. But I can't see it that way. I really can't. And I do believe that the players are the players, but the GM is the board. He is the board. I don't care. You, you, I I had arguments with people about this. He is the board. He's the one who sets up the board. He's the one who populates the board. And that's... In old school, it's a lot easier. To me, the faster I can get to the table with an adventure, the better I like it. The less prep I have to do, the better I like it. Because that gives more time for playing. Okay, yeah, you got to create characters. Yeah, they got to create characters. Yeah, you got to come up with an adventure. Yeah, you got to get a map. Yeah, you got to get a dungeon. Yeah, you got to get monsters. You got to populate the thing. And at the same time, have some kind of through line story. Now, but you can't put too much of a story in there because it's a creative process, because you've got other people at the t- game, at the table, creating the game with you. You, it's like, it's it's like a com- it's also like a comedy team. The GM sets up, does the setup, and the players give you the punchline. If you know what I mean. Because to me, it just it's that way. Because they take they take your games in, a lot of times in areas that you never thought of. 
it they've taken they've taken these games in places where if I was sit down and trying to figure it out, it's like I could never come up with this contingency for this, so I would just roll with it. And it is a pleasure to do when that happens. I don't care how many hours I put in for prep. I really don't. They come to a table and they jettison about a third of my plot or prep or whatever. Oh, the plot's still... I mean, the the story's still there. To me, the story's still there. I just got to figure... I just got to figure out another way to get to the story, to the end of the story. And with their help, I will. Because it's their story, too. It's their story. They're the ones going through it. And the world is reacting, and they are reacting to the world. The game happens at the table. That's why I push minimal prep. That's why I push minimal rules. Old school gaming is just, for me, the way to go. Because it gives me just enough to figure out the general stuff, and then the specifics will happen at the table, and we will adjudicate it. I will adjudicate it, and we and we will they'll they'll react to me. And once again, a tennis game, back and forth, back and forth. They ask questions, I give them answers. I do a setup, they do the punchline. It's yin and yang, that kind of thing. And I think the more modern games now, it's just. He said that yeah, he said even old school guys like me who start playing 5th edition and stuff, the, you start to get lazy. You do. Because you've got all these rules to rely on. To me, I don't find that late. I mean, I don't play characters who are who foster my laziness. I played last time, two, year, two years of playing a Barbarian in 5th edition. That kept me on my toes. And I didn't have all these bells and whistles that everybody has. See, to me, that's more work. Because they got all these, you know, extra attacks and bonus attacks and, and bonuses to this and this and that and the other thing. It's a, that's too much work, man. You know, if you want to give me some, you know, class abilities, don't kill me with it. Don't bury me with it. Don't bury me with all these, these, these modifications. Please. Give me some simple stuff. You know, I could deal with clerics turning undead and thieves' abilities and things like that because it's always been with the game. I realize you can't play a game in a vacuum. You cannot just say, okay, you're a fighter, you're a magic user, you're a cleric, you're a thief. You two get spells. You guys fight or backstab or whatever. But I'm not going to give you any special abilities for that. So it's, there's, it's like, what's the point of playing the character then? You can't do it that little. But you can't go overboard the other way either. You really can't. You you can't just kill it. To me, you just, to me, you just kill the game. You kill the pace of the game. And to me, it's all about the pace. It's all about the movie in my head and the movie in their heads. Keeping it going. The image in their heads. The image in my head. All of us. That's what old school gaming is about to me. And it just feels fulfilling, as he said. Very fulfilling. Okay. I will go start my day and get ready for another year of this. This has been fun. But I ain't, I ain't finished talking yet. So I'm going to keep the show going. I did, I did 
debate whether or not I should just end it after one year. But I just, I like doing it. It keeps, it keeps people, people remember me. I like that. And I do help people. I try and help people as much as I can for role-playing games. And I still, and I still got stuff to talk to. Even when I don't have stuff to talk to about, I have stuff to talk about because to me, it's a, it's, it's, it's also a challenge. Okay, can you do this again tomorrow? Yes, I can. And I hope that bleeds over into the rest of my life. Anyway, so if you want to talk about to me about this or anything else, drop me an email over at oldmangrogner at gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And I'm monetized, of course, and as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you again for your... Great support over this past year. Jonathan Dorje Wendell, Jessen Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Mark C. Walring, and Juan Carlos Llewellyn. Don't forget about Mark Walring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. And I think I think Dungeons and Delvers is over, but check it out. They may have a few I think they have a few hours to go. So check out Dungeons and Delvers. It's a really nice role-playing game on kickstarter.com. So I'll talk to you until I see you guys later. I'll once again keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.